talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, the creek talk, talking about the creek, talking about Dawson's Creek. Welcome back to Creek Talk. This is Steven. And I'm Jamie. And this week we're recapping season five, episode 15, Downtown Crossing. <gasps> Jamie. This was a really easy episode to like to watch because you're literally you're just in two places. You're on a street or you're in the hospital. Like there isn't a lot of other stuff going on. Literally, this entire thing is just about Joey's mugging. I know. Which was a really weird interaction, by the way. Oh, I know. I said the same thing when I watched it. I was like, this would never happen. No, this is not realistic. And the whole karma thing, like just desserts and all, that's cool. But that shit don't happen in real life. If it does, it's not common. No, no mugger is going to form a relationship. Stick around and wave at you and be like, hey, bye. (laughs) Like in the middle of a fucking street. He would have been out of there. He would have been like, all right, I gotta go. I got everything I needed out of this girl. I'm out of here. Yeah. That last bit made no sense to me at all. Like, Joey's snarky. She's got, you know, some smart ass responses and stuff, which is fucking crazy. But I guess that's like her response to handling high stress situations. (laughs) But him sticking around at the end and just being like, you know, (laughs) and just waving. (laughs) Come on, bro. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Also, her jacket would not have fit his wife. They were not the same size at all. So mm-hmm. not, that bothered me. Yeah. Um, no, I also just thought at one point during the show, I was like, is she gonna like kick him or hit him or anything? Because she's a tough girl. Like in the four scary stories episode, she beat the shit out of the guy who was like attacking girls in the library. Yeah. And in this episode, she does get a hit in and he falls, but she doesn't get away because she's too slow. It's but, icy and stuff. It's hard to run in ice. We know. <laughs> yeah, she had like heels on. But I was like, she could have like tried to hit him again at least. But he also had a gun and she was concerned yes. about that. So that was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole premise of it, I do remember watching this back then and really enjoying it because I thought it was just so different from you know the rest of the series because it was obviously just her yeah everything um, is different about this episode even the intro yeah the intro is different it's like moody and almost like mysterious or like suspenseful and i don't know i don't know what the word is but i don't know about you but did anybody else have an internal monologue when he, after he got hit and he's just laying there on the ground and her jacket's thrown over him. It's just like, grab the jacket before blood gets on it. Like, that's yeah. literally what I was screaming the entire time. It wasn't about anything else. I'm like, quick, Joey, grab your jacket before blood gets on it. Like, that's what I was thinking about right there. Like, what does it say about me when the only thing that I was concerned about is her getting blood on her recently stolen jacket? Well, no, it's because it's her property and he was such yeah. a dick about it and he took all Screw of her Screw the stuff. dude that's dying on the ground and get your jacket before you get his blood all over it. And then it's set for life. I like, personally would have been like, this is karma because you just, you know, did this to me and now I want my shit back. And she, I mean, she got it back, but she got it back, yeah. No, I agree with you. I would have been like, oh, now I'm going to have this guy's blood on my jacket. I don't want to have this jacket anymore. I would want to get rid of it. It was just a weird episode because it's like you have this dude who's mugging this girl in a dark street and then... An empty, dark, empty street that nobody and... else is on. No, nobody. Public area. Yeah. 
nobody. You have this happening like city or area that they're in in Boston or wherever, mm-hmm. and there's nobody around. Like, what time is it that it's nobody around? Is it two a.m.? Um, no, it's really it is really late. They say it's really really late because she's in the hospital. But by the time she's in the hospital, it's the middle the middle of the night. But she left when she was calling Wilder. She's like, "Is it too late to come?" And he yeah. says, "No." So I'm assuming it's probably past midnight. Right. So I was thinking like in a city setting, right? You Most bars are closed by two, right? One or two right. o'clock in the morning. And then people probably don't start getting ready for work around four or five in the morning. So the deadest part of the night in cities is probably between two or three in the a.m., right? Or somewhere around the 3 a.m. mark. But I don't see Joey being up that late. Like, yeah. it can't be that late. So I like, I really don't know what they were trying to trying to do that it would be that dead because i feel like all right so they were recording right so what happened in the last episode she was at wilder's pacing back and forth it's probably what eight o'clock maybe seven eight o'clock at night and then it's winter mind you so it gets darker way earlier that may even be accurate it could have been like six o'clock at night in the middle of winter it's dark out right and then she had to go find dawson to help with that whole situation with the recording for the episode so that probably took maybe an hour hour and a half of her time and then she's on her way back right Right. so i'm thinking it's gotta be like nine o'clock at night ten there's no way the city is that dead could it have been midnight maybe maybe some time actually lasts but do you really think a city with all these young people and stuff is that dead at midnight wait let's google it let's google it and see if and it couldn't have been that late for her to call Wilder. Like, I would never call somebody at midnight. It's got to be like 10. It's got to be 10 o'clock. 10 is what I was thinking. Is it too late for you? No, I'm, I'm still up at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, 10's reasonable. Right. But it's not reasonable for a city to be completely dead and deserted at 10 o'clock at night. Unless, like, if because of the snowstorm... Did they call a state of emergency with that snowstorm? Everybody stay inside. We just got a random gust of snow. I doubt it. Wait, somebody wrote. <laughs> somebody wrote. We need to talk about Joey's mugging. <laughs> <laughs> we do, and we're gonna do that today. Let me see if there's any sort of like hint to what time it takes place. Wait, what website is this? This is called Fansided. It was from six years ago. And they wrote, 14 years ago, on a cold night in February, Joey Potter found herself held up by a handsomely disheveled, nameless drug dealer. She walked alone in snowy Boston en route to meet her cute English professor after office hours, fresh off the high of giving her ex-boyfriend and current roommate her blessing to be together. A shadowy figure appeared before Joey, setting the stage for a very special episode of Dawson's Creek. Um, But it doesn't say, like, when it's happening. I don't think that we're going to get that answer unless we can recall there ever being like a clock somewhere on that street. Oh, like, yeah. was there ever a clock somewhere on that street? <laughs> <You mean on laughs> Cause the... I think that's the only way we're going to get an answer on the ATM. Maybe I couldn't read anything on the ATM until they gave her her, her savings amount. Wait, this is on Reddit. Saw this one last night and thought it, thought it was absolutely ridiculous. Joey Potter, who's scared of the dark, as previously established, is calm and collected while being mugged at gunpoint. Obviously written by a man who doesn't understand the fear a young woman would have in this situation. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, and even had to throw in the every guy falls for Joey trope into a robbery situation. <laughs> I mean, he was too. He's like, you know, I like you. 
If we were in a different oh, situation, no. you we'd and be I scorching. <laughs> we'd be a thing. And she's like in your dreams. Oh my god, Jamie. This one says, For the love of the creek, if you must skip if you must skip, make it this one. Also, four scary stories. Both are terrible and also completely irrelevant irrelevant to the plot of the rest of the show. <laughs> oh my god, wait. Wait, can we go to four scary stories for a second? Sure. I DM'd Gina Fatori and I said, hold on, I'll read you the conversation I had with her. <laughs> oh my god, she's funny. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes it's nice to have those one off episodes where it has nothing to do with the plot, like the original plot, you know, just to get some break. Yeah. They just wanted, they just wanted Katie Holmes to have her own episode. <laughs> I was like, hey, Gina, we, we recap four scary stories from season five recently, and I'm honestly so confused. I really need to know the behind the scenes story on that one. It was so bizarre. It aired in December, but was supposed to be a Halloween episode, I think. I don't know, Gina. It's still bothering me. And she said, I honestly do not remember that. Exclamation point, exclamation point. (laughs) WB may have changed the air schedule. For sure, if we did something scary, it would have been intended to air around Halloween. And I said, the episode is a fever dream. (laughs) A fever dream. So she responded back to me about that. Um, But yeah, let's say it took place, her walking down the street, her mugging took place close to midnight. That's that's what I'm okay because it's late. There's nobody around. I'm still not buying it, but it's fine. No, I mean we have to. We have to just do it for the sake of the show. Um, and I know I'm going to be on Reddit later reading some of these fucking comments. <laughs> <laughs> I recently just started getting on Reddit, mostly for hot guys and stuff. <laughs> but I did, <laughs> I did join a dog. Reddit's community. awesome. Reddit is a rabbit hole of a mess. It is, but. Um, I'm mostly on Reddit for for Sims. I learn all kinds of new stuff through Sims. There's a giant Sims community. Hello, my Sims people. Uh, (laughs) Um, I don't know. um, but Somehow, like, a naked guy showed up and I said, all right, I'll follow. (laughs) And then then another naked guy. And then another another naked naked guy. guy, And then I found all these subreddits where there was just a ton of naked guys. I don't know. I get you. Can you see it? This guy's on here all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. He's like he's always on there. But um, Beefy. anyway, I joined a, a Dawson's Creek uh, group too because I thought it'd be like beneficial to post our stuff. But then it was getting like it, it was like you're not getting enough upvotes or something. I don't fucking understand it. So then uh, now I just read through the things and I and somebody actually commented about our podcast on there and they were like, um, yeah, I enjoy Creek Talk if you like a longer podcast or whatever, but. I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but somebody said they liked the Craig episode, which was nice. Cool. But anyway, Jamie, I can't wait to talk about this because there's a lot we can say, even though it was such an easy episode to get through. But before we do, why don't we just do a quick catch up and see what's going on with one another? What do you What do you say? Huh? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. All right. Do you want to go first? <laughs> Yeah, so um, nothing super exciting except for the fact that I woke up this morning and I my toe hurts and I don't know why and I can't, I'm having a hard time walking. I'm limping everywhere. Oh like God. I don't know That's if it's good. I don't know if it's like I like I feel you know that feeling where you feel like you need to like crack mm-hmm. the joint or something, but yeah. I can't. I'm like too scared. I'm gonna hurt myself. Like it hurts. Mm. So like I can't crack the joint. So I'm just walking around in 
pain all day <laughs> every time i get up it i it's it's a it's a whole thing it sucks i like noticed it this morning when i stretched and i'm like huh that hurts but i just was like whatever and i went back to sleep until my alarm went off and then i went to go get up and i'm like oh this is gonna be a fun day <laughs> so what i got what do you what yeah, do you think it hurts i i could be the whole bunion thing i mean i don't know <laughs> oh the whole yeah because it's at the bone and joint that's where the pain's coming from so <laughs> yay Fun getting, fun getting old, right? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Guys, make sure whatever you do, you always wear the appropriate shoes, okay? If you've got wide feet, get shoes for wide feet. Now, if you're looking at a shoe and they don't make them for wide feet, dude, either get the size up or just don't get the shoe. I'm sorry, but don't, <laughs> trust me. Just make sure you're wearing the appropriate size shoes for your feet. Because this is what happens when you have wide feet and you pretty much live in Chuck Taylor's your entire life. Okay. So um, don't do what I did because it's painful, you know, several decades down the road. Jamie is now a podiatrist. (laughs) Psych. I need to go see a podiatrist. Do the pain, like if I touch my foot, like right here, it hurts. It's ouchy. Well, that's a little bit yeah, I'm a little bit broken. It's okay. How are you, Stephen? How's your day? Um, well, my day has been okay. I was very like annoyed earlier this morning and just tired. And then I was like, it's Wednesday already. Mm. Um, but I worked out and then I felt better. But you know what I did this weekend? Well, not this weekend. I want to say, I want to say Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I watched the final season of The Walking Dead. Mm. from Netflix because I've been wanting to watch it and I got through it and I uh, didn't cry I got really emotional towards the the end because a lot of stuff happens and then I found out that there are two other spinoffs mm-hmm. with Maggie and Negan which I started watching called Dead City and then a Daryl Dixon show which I'm going to watch yes. after the Maggie Negan one and people are saying they don't like the Maggie and Egan one, but I actually really like it. I I like the two characters together. So I'm on a Walking Dead kick right now. And then after it's I- definitely it's definitely weird that they paired those two characters together because Negan's responsible for killing you know her man's yeah. her man. <laughs> so And it's also set in the future. So her son is older than he was in the final episode of The Walking Dead. Okay. Um but Len. Len. Len, yeah. Mag, so Maggie sort of like told Negan in the towards the finale that it, like she's she'll never forgive him and all this stuff, but yeah. like if she has to live with him, she's okay with that. But if she doesn't, she goes if you if you see me not talking to you or I don't want to work with you, she was like just know that like it's 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 just because I just don't I can't or whatever, and he's just sort of like understood it, and now yeah. on this. She like hates them again. <laughs> I was like, they. I thought they were sort of like working through. She their- never really liked. She never really liked. They have an understanding, and I think he's a he's a necessity because of the way he handles things. Yeah. And um, if I remember correctly, like they're trying to do something. Is her son missing or something? She's trying to get him back. 
Yeah. Or something, so, right? Yeah, I heard bits and pieces about it and I never actually watched it. So Negan is a necessary evil that she has to come to terms with in order to get her son back. And it's just kind of an interesting play though because you have this man who's literally responsible for killing her son's father, you know, Glenn. He literally in front of everybody's faces that night, you know, he fucking murdered him. Um and now he is the only chance really that she's got in finding her son. So it's kind of a weird twist of fate. I I feel like I haven't watched the ep- the season. Like I think I saw like a bit. I might have seen like a, a clip or something of one of the episodes. My brother probably showed me. Honestly, I stopped following The Walking Dead years ago because I was bored of the repetitive repetitiveness. Like I was over it. Well, um, yeah. I mean, how many fucking groups like killer groups can you like? I know they're together and then they're separated and they're together and then they're separated. And then it's just, it's the same shit, wash, rinse, repeat. So whatever. But I like the, the way that they're handling that particular episode, because you have these two people that should hate each other, but they have to work together in order to get her son back, who this man is responsible for killing the father. So it's like a weird circle. They're all connected in a weird way, but yeah. it's just interesting. Like he took, he took one and he's helping to get the other back. So, well, his um, whole like arc too, is that he's, he, he wants forgiveness and he apologizes yeah. and he's like there's nothing i can do to so he needs a redemption arc and this yeah. is what they're doing but honestly daryl dixon is probably my favorite i have i don't know anything yeah, about his show too. i love daryl um, he goes to france or something oh yeah that's all i know how the hell did he get from one side to the other i don't know i'll i'll find out when i watch it um, but the new one is set in new york the one with maggie and negan they're yeah. in new york because a, a guy that used to work with Negan, what was that group called? The Whispers? No, I don't remember. No, 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 that was another group. Um, whatever group Negan was with, they he worked with Negan, and he actually took. They raided the hilltop or whatever, wherever Maggie was in charge of. All that stuff got confusing to me, and yeah. kidnapped her son, and now she's trying to get him back, and it's like this whole thing now because Negan knows the guy, and she's like. I need you to help me because you like worked with him or whatever. But it's the yeah, whole, yeah, it's whole story. There's like, in. it's not just a random person being like, give me my son. It's like, hey, I know you. Give me this. But he's person. like really, he's really evil. He's almost like how Negan was when Negan was first um, introduced. On the introduced. Show. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's good. I'm glad, I, I'm I'm glad that it. you're watching it, though. I'm glad that you're enjoying it and that you were able to actually get through the first show as it was. There were so many seasons of, like I said, repetitiveness. So it got harder for me. I stopped paying attention. Um, I feel like the last bit that I remember are the two little girls when the one girl like literally purposely gets her sister bit. And then like they had to kill her in the backyard next to the flowers. You know, look at the flowers. That was probably when I completely lost interest. I was like, I'm I'm done with this shit. They're all they're crazy. Yeah, I just I got sick of it because every time I turn around, they were together. And then next thing, the next season, everybody's in their own little mini groups and they're all dealing with their own personal things. And then they're together. They find each other. And then that season is, you know, they're all defeating whatever together. And then they're they're separated again. And then together. And then they're separated again. All while people well, are dying and new people are joining. And I'm like, I'm just I'm, I'm bored. I will <laughs> I say, I will say it is a very, it's obviously a very character driven show because you do get attached to these people. And but the le- the final season was a little convoluted. There were so many times where they could have just easily taken out the enemy or whoever they considered the enemy and just move the story along. But they didn't. It, they they had to come up with this like big plot to like whatever. But 
I'm glad I finished it because it's been something that's on sort of like my list to, of things to watch, you know, and I followed the show for so long. I just wanted to finish it out. And now there's like a hundred other shows that I can watch. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, after I finish watching those, I'm going to watch finish uh, the Fear of the Walking Dead because I stopped watching that show like three so seasons ago. It's so many. Uh, you know what I really like? <laughs> I really like that I can watch pretty much only whatever show that I want. And Chris is into it. Like, I got him to start watching Stranger Things. He's never seen it before. And he's like, he's like, I'm like, it's a little slow in the beginning. And it's kind of a weird show. And he's like, nah. He's like, you got me watching all kinds of weird stuff. And he's like, I like everything that you watch. So I'm like, this is great, dude. Like, I literally can watch K-dramas and he's into it. And like weird stuff like Sweet Home and, and, you know, Stranger Things. And he's like, this is really good. Well, Stranger Things is really good. So it is really a good show. We're all my favorite season. The third season's my favorite. With the um, mall. Oh yeah, the mall one is really good. Yeah. That was, a, that was a good summer that that came out. I remember watching that. And then the last one that came out was during the pandemic. And I watched that so we both watched it together like so fast. I loved it. Yeah. Um, it goes so quickly. I know. Um, but the other thing that I did was I went to see Countess Luann from Real Houses of New York or Cabaret Show. Um, <laughs> How was it? Jamie, it was well? so funny. I had such a, a good time watching that shit show, <laughs> the Cabaret. It was hilarious. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. <laughs> yeah, she was. I got some really good pictures of her, too. But she's so she's such a narcissist. And. But the fact that she was being so open with like the show and just things that's ha- that have happened on the show, and she like says fuck like every other word, it was so funny. I was like, this is hilarious. And me and Becky were sitting there watching this, watching it, just cracking up. And she, but the only thing was, she only sang like two of her songs, and I was like, I really wanted to hear more of her songs. I was kind of disappointed, but I don't know. It was fun though. I was telling everybody on the um on this Bravo group I'm on, I was like, oh, I got to see Countess Luann over the weekend. It was really funny. <laughs> mm. Um, but anyway, yeah, so that was fun. And then it was like Monday. <laughs> so the weekend goes by so quick. Well, I think now we can maybe just get into the episode. What do you think? Uh yeah, let's do it. Since you're so hyped up right now. <laughs> I'm hyped up. I got energy. We're doing this earlier, not later at night. Like I know, I'm not like really tired right now i know we're not doing we're, this at nine ten o'clock at night it's usually you. like 10 30 by now by the time we're starting to record and i'm like <laughs> <laughs> i know you're like ready for bed it's actually like normal time now like when we would normally do it yeah all right so this week we are recording season five episode 15 downtown crossing aired february 13th 2002 written by tom capinos and directed by david petrarker Petrarca. I can never say his name. <laughs> Petrarca. <laughs> so I I called this episode Joey Gets Robbed. <laughs> Joey Gets Robbed. The mugging. The Joey Potter mugging. The mugging episode. The Joey Potter mugging. So I feel we... like it could be one of those like um those <laughs> those late night like mystery <laughs> titles. Yeah. I mean it felt like a very ominous episode the way that they they started it but yeah they completely set it up that way i just i felt almost kind of disconnected from it though does that make sense um it's too fantastical 
I just think, it, yeah, I just think it was because it was just her and it was, it just wasn't a realistic, like, depiction of a mugging, <laughs> like, at all. Um, but I also wanted to say, this is a continuation of the previous episode. Remember we had it to be continued from guerrilla filmmaking? Yeah. So that's, like, the first time they ever did that on the show. All right, so we start with Joey. Mm-hmm. Um, she's walking down this dark, deserted street. We've already said earlier we have no idea what time it is, but we're going to say it's like close to midnight. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and it started. It started to snow because we remember from the last episode it started to snow during Dawson's movie. And yes. she walks by a bank and she goes back and she goes inside to get some money out. And she puts in her code like super fast, which I thought was really, um, uh, it was like really, what's the word? Kind of like blew my mind considering she had gloves on. <laughs> so she goes to get the money out and then she leaves and she calls Wilder. Oh no. While she's at the bank, you see a guy outside sort of like looking at her from outside and he they show a hand like try to open up the door but it's locked because she Mm -hmm. used her atm card to get in so she calls wilder to see if it's okay for her to stop by and he says yes so um we know that she's like going to get on the train to go see him so she leaves the bank she starts walking by herself again she's sort of like mindlessly just sort of like which is stupid by the way and every woman knows this when you are alone in the dark on a street you need to pay attention to your surroundings like we we we're like taught this and if you're not taught this you're clearly from a really small town like (laughs) because it's just stupid to walk around and not be like and be so high in the clouds that you're not paying attention to your surroundings because that's when all the shady shit's has happening you need to pay attention to what's going around you like you got to walk around with your keys between your knuckles you know what i mean like you, you need to you need to be mindful of those things you got to make sure you're in lighted areas not walking down alley streets or side streets like you can't just do those things like honestly she should have taken a cab <laughs> yeah it was very stupid um when i when i was watching her do this like just sort of like just walking by herself like not even looking around her surroundings I mm-hmm. thought of myself and uh, like how often Justin tells me, like, if I'm going to be walking around here, like, make sure I have my mace, make sure I'm like aware of my surroundings. Yeah. Like, always look behind you, like, just in case, because I'm not in the suburbs anymore. I'm in the city. So it's like, always be aware. And she's in a major city, <laughs> like, and it's late at night. Like, so yeah, she should have been more aware. But obviously, for the point of the story, like plot of the story they're making her just she was like, just like, happy la, la, she land. was high on life la la land she got this situated her ex-boyfriend and her roommate are dating and she's happy about it dawson's recording his like you know stuff or whatever he's back into making, making movies movie. and now she's making out with her like supposedly hot professor so I don't know. <laughs> now she's going to go back and see if she can bang <laughs> her hot <professor>. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So she's like just walking and all of a sudden um, we get the point of view from the ca- um, from the guy and he sort of like rushes up to her 
like running across the street and rushes up to her mm-hmm. and he gets in her face and he's like hey and he kind of scares her a little bit he's creepy and she says hey back and he's like i didn't mean to scare you and she's like well you did so and he's like well, where are you headed and she's like home and he's like she says he says well, where's home and she goes none of none of your business and then he calls her snotty and he gets all in her personal space again so he's like i'm not gonna mug you or anything or force myself on you and i was like like <sighs> what kind of mugging is this by the way like i've never personally been mugged but i feel like most people just come up behind you stick you in the back a little bit so you know something's there and be like take a step to the right yeah i, I want like your it's... money and they go they get in and they get out yeah. none of this like back and forth conversation going on you know what i mean i just the whole situation is just bizarre to me <laughs> Well, it's Dawson's Creek. So. Right. So she tries to walk past him and she tries to walk away, but he gets in front of her again and he and he he says he wants her money. He's like, I need you to borrow I need to borrow money or whatever. And she's like, I don't have any money. And she's like, You're scaring me and I just want to go home. And he says, Fine, but the next person you meet not, might not be as nice as me. And he lets her go. And she starts to leave again. And she's, then he stops her again. And he says, actually, I really like to have your money. And then he shows her the gun in his pants. And so that freaks her out a little bit. And oh, he yeah. uh, he says, how's that work for you? And of course, we get like a close-up of Joey's face where she's just like... <laughs> get a close-up of Katie. Get a close-up of Katie. Katie. Yeah, well, I mean, they should. Katie's beautiful, but... And she's the only one in the episode. So. True. Who else are they going to look at? The guy? <laughs> I mean, they do. We get pretty close to his face, too. All scraggly looking and stuff. So we get we get the opening credits, which is like a dark sky, a dark, gloomy sky. And we get like the theme song, but it's like really just very dark, like the way that they they played it. Um. And we could we just get the actor's name, like the credits. But it was interesting. I don't think we had credits like that. The last time we had um different credits was when Mitch died. Right. And it wasn't even um it wasn't even like really long. Did you feel like it was short? I mean, it was literally just like clouds and like their names and like an ominous sound playing, like yeah. ominous like backtrack music. And and that was it. And then and it was only for like I don't know thirty seconds. <laughs> they yeah, just introduced the main people, and there was nothing else. And I mean, I appreciate that because I think if it was like a super long intro, like it would have been kind of annoying that because there was nothing else going on. You know, what I mean? it was just clouds, ominous it's music, and words. It's interesting that that's the route they took because they could have easily just did like a black screen and put a Dawson's Creek and then put their names below them they didn't have to do all that with like the dark sky and all that stuff. I mean, but yeah, I mean, I guess cause the entire thing happens in like a couple hour times ran at, at night. I'm kind of curious about the next episode when everything comes to light and they're like, Oh my God, Joey was mugged. I know somebody brought that up in, um, Oh no, somebody DM'd us. One of our listeners DM'd us. They were following the stuff that I was posting mm. and, she brought that up and I said, yeah, I don't remember what happens. It's going to be interesting to see like how it plays out though. Right. If she, like I got mugged, <laughs> you know, 
or if she just doesn't tell anybody like you know <laughs> i'm sure her teacher is going to be like oh so i thought you were coming over last night i know and then she'll be like well something came up and she doesn't ever tell <laughs> my phone died and uh by the way, I can't go out at night at all ever now because I'm super, super startled. And if you sneak up behind me, prepare to get kicked in the nuts. I mean, that's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> right. So he's pointing the gun at her now and he tells her to give him all of her money. And she's like, I don't have any. And he's like, I don't believe you. I just saw you at the ATM. And he calls her a rich college girl. And he says, so where do you go? And he's like, she's like, Worthington. And he goes, see? She goes, doesn't make me any less broke at the moment. It doesn't make me any less broke at the moment. <laughs> and he's like, you're getting scared. No, he says, are you getting scared? Don't be scared. And she says, it's easy for you to say you're the one holding the gun. And he says, okay, be scared. But I have no intention on using it. And then he puts it back in his pants. And she says, this from a man who said five minutes ago that he wasn't mugging me. He says, I think we're going to have to get past it if we're going to have a successful mugger-muggy relationship here. I was like, this man talks too much. She could have, like, if she had found just a weapon or something to just, like, hit him over the head or something, it would have just been, like... Because she she does protect herself, but it doesn't work. I'm sure going forward, she'll make sure that she is uh, prepared when walking around the streets at night. Like, she's got mace or something, or a gun. (laughs) Something. She says, like, she hopes the gun goes off in his pants or whatever, and he gets angry, and then he pushes her up against the wall, which scares her. Because now he should. That's scary, and he put his hands on her. Right. And he calls her a wise ass, and he pulls the gun out again, and she gives him her $20. And then he takes her cell phone, and she says, yeah, I hope you get a decent signal in prison. So he's, like, looking at the phone, and just, like, staring at it, and he's, like, talking to to her but to himself like he's just she finally takes a moment and kicks him and he falls to the ground she grabs her phone and then she starts running but it's like icy out and snowy and she's got on like these weird heels that she's got on like heeled boots and yeah it's hard to run when you've got ice and snow and black ice on the ground you have to be careful otherwise she's just gonna face plant anyways yeah, but he catches up to her and he kind of tackles her and he ends up on top of her. He says, how do you know I wouldn't kill you? And he finally helps her up and then he takes her phone again and he asks for her name and she tells him and he says, oh, I always like boys names for girls. It's cute. And she goes, my parents will be thrilled. Are we done here? <laughs> and he wants her credit card or H- and her ATM card. He says, and that jazzy little check card that's all the rage today. <laughs> I was like, is that when like ATM cards or like check debit cards were like b- becoming like popular? In I don't know. I've never heard of that before. I've never heard of that before. I mean, we've always said tap Mac. You know what I mean? Like that. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But I don't know. I guess it was. I guess like debit cards are becoming popular. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the. I don't know the time, the timing of when that became popular in America. <laughs> I don't know either. So she gives it all to him and he throws her credit card because he says she'll just cancel it. I was like, why don't you just let her keep it? <laughs> like, why does she have to throw it? <laughs> and he wants her to take her to the ATM. And she's like, I only have $27. And he doesn't believe her. He's like, prove it. So then he takes her back to the ATM and she really did only have $27 because he goes, I got punched in the gut for $47. And then he goes, 
but what about your savings? And her face drops because she's like, oh, shit. Yeah. And he pulls up her savings. She has $507.72, which he withdraws all of. Well, maybe he kept the seven twenty seven in there so she doesn't get a process. A, an overdraft fee or feed <laughs> for having less than a certain amount of... I don't know, because I feel like when I had a savings account, you had to have a dollars in there. No, what is it? Did you hear that? It was the it was the I have a siren. It's so fucking loud. You don't hear it? Maybe it won't come over. I don't know. I sometimes I don't hear things, and then you say that you heard it in the recording when you play it back. So I mean, who knows, anyway. man? <laughs> All right. Anyway, so say what you were saying. I'm sorry. What was I saying? Uh, the overdraft thing. <laughs> oh yeah. So my saving my savings account when I was a student. You had to have a minimum of like a hundred dollars in it. Yeah. You know? So even if he took it, she's probably gonna get hit with fee. That's true. Yeah. You probably you, you know what's so crazy too? Like the bank should just not charge her because there's cameras on ATMs. They'll see that she'll That's true. Call. I mean, if she goes to the bank and was like, Listen, I was robbed on your property, you can look at the camera. I'm and fight those fees. I'm sure they'll just be like, Yeah, no, dude, you're good. <laughs> Don't worry about that twenty five dollar fee. We'll take it back. <laughs> I feel like today they would just keep the money in there, too, if they had proof of that. Like, because, you know, like all that scamming, like the, you know, people steal your card number and stuff. However, like you get notifications when they're like weird. I mean, I got one the other night when we were at food shopping because he put my debit card number in wrong. And I got a text message immediately from the bank saying um, possible fraudulent behavior or um, activity. And I was like, no, that was me. I am. Yeah, I mean. They all kind of have that now, for the most part. Some people get text messages or notifications. My credit cards have um, like notifications set up. So anytime I get, anytime I use my like venture card or something, I get a notification letting me know that my venture card was used. And then it's up to me if I need to dispute it or whatever, which I think play up never had an issue with the venture card. Um, and I always use those like those wallets that have the, the the VFID blocking or whatever now because you just never know. People are real shady. Um. So, yeah, he takes all of her money out and she's upset and he says, don't worry. I'm sure daddy will cut you a check in the morning. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you like. So the whole How dare it. So this is what's annoying about people is they make these all these assumptions about people they don't even know. Oh, yeah. don't worry, because you live in this area or because you go to this school, you must be rich. Like that's not how the world works. Maybe for some people, but not for everybody. Some people are there because they busted their ass and they got scholarships. You know what I mean? Some people don't have both of their parents. Some people don't have parents at all. How dare you make those type of assumptions just because she's a pretty girl walking down the street? Like, what kind of asshole are you? I just, that whole thing just annoyed me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the whole point of the, the episode two was for, they come from similar situations where he was judging her so much and you know he's sort of like you know what i'm trying to say like she's she has to help him i mean they both kind of were but but it was easier for her to make those judgments because he's literally a drug dealer that's robbing her so yeah but little to know he does have a family even though he's not with his wife and like he hardly really sees his daughter with good reason because look at his life choices you know what i mean so i don't know they're they're both just i don't know he says i bet you want to punch me in the face right now 
but I got oh, bills dude. to pay. Sorry if that's more important than buying another pair of Manolo Blahniks. I was like, she probably got those at like Kohl's. <laughs> right. Manolo Blahniks. I don't even know what that is. Yeah, the Kohl's or like... Uh, Payless. What's that? <laughs> Payless. That's the word I was thinking of. I'm like, what is the name of that other shoe store that's always in the mall? Payless. Yeah. So she goes, did you ever think of getting a job? And he goes, yeah, I'm in pharmaceuticals, which triggers her. And he says, you know, I have clients who go to Worthington. And she goes, oh, great. You should stop by sometime. We can catch up. And then she goes to leave. And he says, you know, call me crazy, but I like you, Joey. You've made this experience a very pleasant one. And she fucking stays there and, like, starts talking to him. He goes, a lot of people would have pissed their pants by now, but you held it together. Kept your sense of humor. And then he says, in another time, another place, we could have been a scorching couple. And she goes, you must be dipping into your supply. And he says, you can't tell me you don't find me the slightest bit attractive. And she goes, oh, yeah, you're a real catch, except for that part about you being a low-life criminal. And he goes, oh, yeah, let's pick on the drug dealer. That's an easy target. <laughs> so, yeah, she wants to go, but he won't let her. He wants to ask her a question. And he says, are you a virgin? And she goes, you're disgusting. He's like, yeah, I could kill you. And then he's like, I'm just screwing with you. She's like, I can't believe I'm actually participating in this. And he says, what's the best way to get back in the good graces of my significant other? Oh, that's so funny. He said the good graces and his wife's name is Grace. I just thought of that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even. Well, yeah, I never even. I mean, I never would have picked that up because. I wouldn't know either. Yeah. Unless... We would have never picked that up. because <laughs> Nobody would have remembered that line if we weren't recapping it. By the time they introduced his wife at the end of the episode, we never would have been like, oh, he said good graces. Her name is Grace. Isn't that funny? <laughs> So she says, oh, someone actually dates you. And he says, someone has to date the drug dealers of the world. So she says, did you ever think of buying or something with my money? <laughs> and he's like, like flowers. And she says, well, how how pissed is she? And he says, well, she's really pissed because he's dabbling in the underworld and whatnot. It's so weird. This whole scene is weird because she's like nature. I'm telling you, man, if anybody mugs somebody, they're literally just trying to get in, get what they want and get out. There is none of this back and forth repertoire. Like, who does that? (laughs) Yeah, he like he's trying to make friends with her. Yeah. Like, are you trying to like ease your guilty conscience? Like, I don't. I don't get it. She's not acting scared anymore. She's just more annoyed. She's just annoyed and pissed off because, yeah, because he, I mean, yeah, he waves the gun around and she gives him the answer, but she knows he's not going to shoot her at this point. And Mm -hmm. I mean, he's just using it as a scare tactic. I don't know. I think maybe part of it, I I just, I feel like a lot of times when somebody is doing something wrong, they don't want to get to know the person they're wronging because then it it humanizes them, right? It gets them to relate to them. Most people, when they're doing something they shouldn't be doing, you know, like murdering or looting or robbing or whatever, like whatever they're doing, mugging people, like their purpose is to get in, get what they want and get out. There's no connection. There's no deeper meaning. There's nothing. I don't want to know that you're a person. I don't want to know about your life, know about my life. I don't even want you to see my face. Like he's not even covered up his face. Like his, she stared at him long enough now that she could probably go to the police and be like this is what the dude looks like like i just i don't i don't get it i feel like this is just really weird this is a really weird episode because it's 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 not realistic like i mean i've never been mugged but i feel like this is not how it would go down it wouldn't 
No, and I'd be so mad. I would not be like sitting or talking to my mugger. And I feel like I feel like I mean I don't know, but usually drug dealers do pretty well for themselves. So the fact that he's robbing somebody else when he's probably making money and has clients, like that doesn't really well, track with me either. Well, to me, it sounds like he's he's using more than he's selling. So I don't know. Right, right. Yeah, he's, like he's, 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 he's desperate for some reason. So he's he's different. Kind of, I think she makes a comment about it, like because he says something really. I don't remember what he says, but it's like kind of off the wall. She's like, I think somebody's been dicking, dipping into his own stash or whatever. Yeah, she I said, said like I said that. it already. She said it already. Yeah, yeah, that. So I'm like, maybe, maybe he is. Maybe he's been dipping into his own stash, and that's why he's on a hole because he's not doing. He's fucking up. He's fucking up even that. So. Well, she said, "Isn't that like drug dealing 101? Don't dip in your own stash." Like, <laughs> yeah, like you should, like you should not be doing the drugs. Right, right. I don't know. <laughs> don't dip in your own stash, dude. So she tells him she's he's going to need to do more than flowers, and she walks past him to leave, and he goes, "That's a nice jacket," and she's just like, "Thanks," and he says, "Well, where'd you get it?" And she's like, "I don't know. I think it was a gift." I was like, Joey, just fucking leave. Like, get out of there. And he's like, can I have it? And she's like, you want my jacket? (laughs) And he's like, it really wasn't a question. And then he shows her the gun again. And she's like, I can't believe you're taking my coat. It's freezing out. And he's like, it's not my problem. So she gives him her coat and she goes to leave. And he says, you know, you can go to the police, but it's a waste of time. And I was like, that's true. It is a fucking waste of time. Like when my car got broken into and we ended up going to court, nothing ever happened with that that scumbag who broke into my car. Nothing. It was a waste of time. A total waste of time. They let him out. So he puts like her scarf back around her neck and he's like, take care. And then he leaves. At least he gave her the scarf back, I guess. And she had her gloves on too. She So there's a scene. She starts to leave the bank and she's like walking. And at one point we see him behind her again. And he's standing like in the middle of the like a side street, and she and yeah. he whistles to her, and she turns around, and he's just standing there waving at her, and then all of a sudden a car comes and just like rams right into him and hits him, and the car drives away, and she's left on the ground like bleeding, and she's just like, "What just happened?" So I've got a question for you about this this uh, this car crash. Do you think that it was intentional, or do you think it was a drunk driver? Maybe it was a drunk driver. It was like a hit and run. Right. There was definitely a hit and run because I because they mentioned something. He's like, "You think this was an accident?" But then he goes on about karma, um, which would make sense. Only karma doesn't necessarily work that instantaneously, in my experiences. But hey, if it does, that's awesome. Well, but this guy's, same this time, guy's a I'm piece like, of shit. So. I'm like, yeah, but did he deserve to die? We don't know. We don't know his entire history. We don't know how deep he's been in it. If he's caused overdoses or what he's dealing or peddling, like we don't, we don't know this dude's history. We know he's a bit of a scumbag. But did he deserve to die? And so then my other thing is, okay, so if it was a targeted attack, they probably would have hit him more than once. <laughs> I don't think it was targeted, though. No. I think no, it was just- so maybe a drunk driver. So that makes me wonder what time of the night it actually is. Maybe it is two in the morning. And the bars are closing and all of a sudden there's this one dude. There's one dude who forgot how to drive because he's smashed. It was Shannon Bedore. I don't know. Huh? It was Shannon Bedore. To all my exactly. house 
all my housewives fans who who uh watch that will get the joke. (laughs) Just not Jamie. Jamie does not care about housewives. No, I'm not even gonna explain it. (laughs) Don't even bother. It'll go in one ear and out the other. I'll just look at you like, huh? Yeah. (laughs) A what? No, I think I think it was just a hit and run. Okay. In the car, they do a slow mo where the car drives over as one converse. <laughs> I know it runs over his sneaker that just flew off of his foot. I mean, the initial impact was crazy. Like when you watch the show, you don't expect it because all of a sudden, you no. know, it's it's a calm, quiet night. He's sitting there. He whistles. She turns around. He's waving, and then bam, car hits this dude, and he's like, you know, hits the windshield, rolls off of it, and he's you know on the floor a shoe goes flying the car runs over the shoe there was no foot inside of the shoe at this point guys so there was no you know crushed foot <laughs> and blood everywhere um but there definitely was blood on the street and then like i said my my initial reaction after the car drove off and joey's just standing there processing is joey your coat before there's blood yeah. and get your money Grab your coat like, uh, well, yeah, the money, money was in the pocket still somehow. He must have stuck it in the coat pocket instead of his own coat pocket, but the cell phone was in his pocket. Yeah. Somehow. Weird. Well, you know what else is weird that I just thought of? Hmm. The guy, whoever hit him, got away with that. Oh, yeah. I'm I mean, telling you. Swimming. Why? All right. So we're talking what early 2000s. There was definitely street cams. You mean tell me Boston has no street cameras? Oh, they were. But then here. again, they there, weren't in light too. Yeah. There's a light there. We've got a bank. You know what I mean? There, there's other storefronts that's gotta have some type of security, right? So how do they not find this dude? I mean, we don't get any follow-up, but I was just No, we don't. So okay, so in the world of Dawson's Creek, then let's just say the guy went to jail. But we don't ever hear about it. Yeah, they eventually they they opened an investigation because you know the guy did die. He did end up dying in the hospital. After getting hit and run. So they had to, the police have to open up an investigation to find the, the hit and run murderer. Like they have to, they have to like, that's, that's just law and order. That's how shit works. If somebody dies, they have to investigate it. Right. And so, Joey and Joey's the lead, um, the lead. She's witness. the lead witness. She's and the she, only fucking witness besides the cameras that should be in these storefronts that line this entire like main road that they're on because of All the right, main so... road. So yeah, they were convicted of murder. Okay, so we're gonna say that the jail. police caught the bastards. Okay, we're gonna say that at least in this case, like even though yeah, the mugging they probably wouldn't have done much about because she's alive. But the fact that this dude is dead and it was a hit and run, they would have actually had to do their jobs. Yes. Okay, we got that cleared up. <laughs> so glad. I know. That's how this works. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> You're like, no cameras and somebody died. The police will have to investigate. <laughs> <laughs> so she walks over to him and she gets all of her stuff back and she's looking for the phone and he jumps up and scares her. He's like still alive. And he's like, don't. And she's like, I'm calling for help. And he says, yeah, you're calling for the cops. And she's like, of course I am. But I'm going to ask for a band-aid or two. You clearly need help. I thought you were dead. And he's like spitting up blood. And he's like, he says, I'm clearly speaking. I'm not dead. And she goes, yeah, not yet. So he throws her phone, which is stupid. And then she goes and gets it. And then he points out, he pulls out his gun and points it at her. And he's like, I'm not going to jail. And she's like, you're going to the hospital, then jail. 
and he um pulls the he cocks it right yeah that yeah he cocks he cocks it back but it really is funny that he threw the phone because if he would have just put it back in his pocket and pulled the gun out on her she would have done it she would have had to actually get closer to him and approach him not just walk away true and i feel like that would have been more intimidating then, you know what I mean, walking to the phone that's a few feet away as opposed to having to frisk a guy holding a gun to your face. Like I know, yeah. She would have had less of a I mean, or she could have she could have like hit him while he was still down. I mean, she could have like tried true. to kick she could have just hand. maybe did one another one of those kick moves, kick the gun away from his hand and then frisked him. I mean he's already kind of he's he's really hurt laying on the ground. So I don't know how much of a fight he would have given up, but yeah. he's in he's in, he's not in great shape. No. So she's walking over to get her phone and she says, I want to call 911. If you want to shoot me, go ahead. <laughs> so he goes and he pulls the trigger and it's empty. And she's like, It was never loaded. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude, if that, that shit was loaded, he would have used it a long time ago. I know. He, he would have like, no person hurt. that really wants to use the gun, you know what I mean, is going to keep that shit loaded unless they intend to actually use it. I know. I I was like, I don't think it's loaded. I forgot because that would be more of an intimidation. But if it was if it was loaded, it's like a harsher punishment if you were to get busted. True. You know what I mean? Because otherwise, it's like an intimidation under the 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 geese of loaded whatever. But if it was actually loaded, that's like a whole other felony. <laughs> I feel like. Listen, I don't know the law, but that sounds right to me. <laughs> that's <was> not <about> right. <laughs> so now she's like pissed. She says, I want to call an ambulance. And he starts to stand up and he's like, I'm fine. But then he falls back to the ground. She's like, an ambulance is on their way. And the cops. And he says, how happy are you right now? And she goes, oh, right. This is exactly how I like to spend my nights. And he says, I just got kicked in the ass by karma. And he's trying, like his cigarettes fell out and he's trying to put one in his mouth and he's having trouble. And he finally like gets one in and then he goes to, he's trying to light it. And she's like, is there anything I can do to help? I was like, Joey, like, what are you talking about? I know. I don't even. And then he goes, do you have any heroin? And she goes, uh, not on me. And he says, and shut up and leave me alone. And then she goes, Tone, watch it. Oh, because he said that earlier to her. She got smart with him and he goes, Tone, watch it. So then they did a callback. So now we know what he's doing because they mentioned the heroin. So I guess that's right. that's what he's been peddling. That's what I assumed too, because he said, you know. Um, but then they do this weird callback where she's trying to be cute now back to him where she goes tone watch it <laughs> I was like Joey go kick him in the face like right. he just he just put you through so much aggravation and stress and like now you're gonna like befriend him because you feel bad that, that he got hit by a car I would not feel bad for him at all I, I Jamie you know how I am I would I want like the worst punishment ever when something bad happens to me okay like those fucking <laughs> assholes yeah. that stole my packages I still want them to burn in hell do you do you know how mad I am about that still I hate those fucking creeps like I'm still waiting for one of, for something bad to happen to them like but karma's a bitch and it will happen but like the fact that she goes over and sits with him and has like a friendly conversation with him it's weird right I'm like, i mean we call the they're cops. humanized at this point that's the that's the right. thing though that's that's what happens with this right that's why i mean like this entire situation if this was like a true mugging 
like it wouldn't have been like this. He got he would have got what he needed and he would have left. There would have been no human humanization between the two of them. You know yeah. what I mean? They wouldn't have started to see each other as people instead of just this is my victim and this is the perp, you know? So like at this point, and Joey's just a nice person, she started to connect with him, like, oh, he's a drug dealer, so is my dad. <laughs> oh, you know, this and that. And now he's dying on the ground. So I guess I should call the police so that, you know, I don't have that on my conscience. Like, she didn't have to sit there and talk to him in the middle of the street to keep him company so he didn't, like, die alone. Which is nice if he was a normal person. But he's, I mean, I guess he's kind of, I don't know. Dude, the entire episode is just, makes me you know question what? things. <laughs> you know what, though? I don't know what I would do in that situation either. I feel like. I feel like I might be the person to be like, wow, this just happened. Maybe I should call an ambulance. Like, yeah, I definitely would have done that. Like, uh, you know what I mean? I would have done that. I would have called the police and the ambulance. I don't think I would have sat next to him and had a full blown conversation. That I wouldn't do. Even though she's been talking to him for the past 20 minutes, which was smart on her part because he was continuing to engage in it. So like it was humanizing herself to him. Not that it would have mattered because it's not like he had bullets in the gun, but, you know, damage could still be done in other ways to women. I just, I don't know, dude. I just, I don't know. This this episode just hurts my brain. <laughs> hurts my brain. The later we get into these, the show, the less it makes sense sometimes. I know. Like, they're just throwing shit at the wall. They're just throwing, you know, limp noodles at the wall, hoping it sticks, hoping it's ready. Like, this is what this is. So... She goes over and she lights his cigarette for him. And he says, do you smoke? And she says, no, my mom had lung cancer. I swear I never would. And he says, my old man had lung cancer too. It didn't stop me. And she says, so you deal heroin? And he says, X mostly. And she goes, can I ask you a question? (laughs) He's like, I'm not going anywhere. And she goes, so you're a drug dealer. Fairly lucrative profession, right? Why do you go around terrorizing college girls in the middle of the night? Exactly my question. He says, well, my profession goes through dry spells and I have a very high maintenance wench of a wife. And he tells her that she kicked him out last month. And she's like, do you want me to call her? And he says, no, I don't want her to know. And it looks like he's in more pain. And he like rolls over onto his back. And Joey wants to keep talking to him. And she's like, when did you meet your wife? Or how did you meet your wife? And he says, in the 10th grade, she liked him, but he never gave her the time of the day. And he says, she smiled at me and it was all over after that. He says, it's funny how things change. One day you're in control and suddenly you're at somebody's mercy, kind of like me and you. And she says, there is no me and you. And he's like, why are you being so nice to me? And she says, it doesn't take a doctor to see that you're in pretty bad shape. And he's like, well, most people would have left me for dead. And she says, well, most people don't want to see you go to jail as badly as I do. She starts telling him about her father, how he used to deal drugs and how he's in prison right now. And she says, my whole life, I was trying to figure out why someone would do something like that. He had a wife, he had two daughters that thought he was the damn superhero. Maybe that's why I'm being so nice to you. I want to know why. And then we hear the ambulance and the police show up, like coming up behind her. So then an officer comes up and helps Joey off the ground. And he's like, you should come to the hospital and get checked out. And she's like, no, I'm fine. I just when I get home, and then she she does the most beautiful faint I've ever seen because the cop, <laughs> like the police officer, just like holds her. She like slowly goes to the ground, <laughs> but she faints. Yeah, 
because she's in shock. She was like, she just went through all that. And she's just like, wow, this is all over. She held it together pretty well. You know what I mean? She did, yeah. I mean, what else could he do? He was like lying on the ground bleeding. And, you know, I don't know. (laughs) I don't fucking know. (laughs) So she wakes up in the hospital. So this is like the second part. Of, this is sort of like the second half. Wait, of wait, 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 wait. So what do you think is more traumatizing? Getting mugged or watching somebody literally get in an, like hit by a car? Or, and then, you know, I mean, obviously it's a lot when it's back to back. But like, if you were to separate the two incidences, what do you think would be more traumatizing? Getting mugged by gunpoint or watching somebody get hit by a car i don't know i think it would be i think it would be whatever's happening to me because it's happening to me in that moment i mean watching somebody get hit by a car could be could be traumatizing but i feel like you would just feel really bad for that person more than anything and but she was so involved with it right you got this dude who's bleeding out on the street yeah well that's the whole point of the episode she's like she's connecting with him in a weird way so now she has to help him because she's joey potter and they're finding that they have similarities and you know she she wants to help him now and it's her karma that she's helping the guy who mugged her and all this stuff and you know she's the too tall girl from the wrong side of the creek (laughs) who is just helping the guy who mugged her because she's gonna get into heaven (laughs) like i don't know yeah i mean i i agree i feel like uh getting mugged and being held at gunpoint is definitely more traumatizing for like a person to go through but i'm definitely think watching somebody literally just get pulverized by a vehicle like a hit and run and this bleeding all over the street can also be its own form of trauma maybe i don't know if somebody if somebody came up to me and pointed a gun at me i'd probably like freaked fuck out i wouldn't know what to do i had did i I tell you about this dream i had i had a dream that somebody um i was walking to my car and like i forget i was like walking to my car and somebody came up to me and shot me and i was on the ground and i was yeah and in my dream i was like i was like i'm gonna die here nobody can hear me I must have had like sleep paralysis or something because I woke up and I was just like, I like panicked when I woke up. But what the hell were you watching the night before? No, it was probably like an anxiety dream or something. But I just remember in my, I can see it right now in my dream. A guy came up to me and he was pointing a gun at me and I said, don't like, don't, don't do it. And they shot me and I ended up face down on the ground and I couldn't move. And um, I kept calling for help and nobody was coming to get me. And all I thought in my dream was I'm going to die right here. And I woke up and I was freaking the fuck out. What kind of anxiety ridden dreams you have and do. That's just wow. I I must have been going through it back when that happened. You ain't kidding. I think I think it happened when we first moved in. I think I was just going through a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, you guys also got like your stuff was stolen and yeah i have it written down in my in my book i gotta find out what day it was but it had to be during like a high stress time i don't know (sighs) but yeah i can see it in my head it's it's it was a crazy i never had a dream like that before in my life and it scared the shit out of me but yeah okay so now we're um at the hospital and the doctor tells her that she was in shock which is why she fainted and she's like well how's the guy 
And the doctor says, oh, the creep who mugged you? He's in surgery now. Lots of internal bleeding. But he said he's doing great. He's in surgery right now. Lots of internal bleeding. So like, oh, yeah, not this cop. This this guy don't give a shit about him. That's for sure. No, but I was like, what doctor says that? I don't know. I was like, yeah, that was weird for a doctor to say. Yeah. Terrible bedside matter. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't trust him. But he's like obviously on her side, but like no doctor is gonna say that. Doctors are supposed to no, say No, doctors are supposed to be completely detached from that yeah. stuff. So yeah. So Joey's like walking out of the her room or whatever, and she sees this little girl just standing there. And like the the hospital's so fucking crowded during this time. There's people just like walking by and I know nobody's questioning this little girl just standing in the middle of the hallway. Like, <laughs> where do you belong? I don't know. I had I had to laugh. There was one extra walking by this older lady and she had on like a like a pink maroon robe type thing and she had regular like pants on and shoes. <laughs> they were probably like here just throw this up. Throw this on real quick. Nobody, nobody will notice. Just go. We <laughs> need then, an extra. Go. And then there was another guy who walked by. He was in like a um, he wasn't in a suit but he, I guess he was supposed to be like a doctor or whatever. And he walks by and he sees Joey and he does one of these numbers. He goes, he like, does like, hi, like, how are you? And she just totally ignores him. But I was like, he probably just thought of that in the moment. Like, how you doing? <laughs> Sometimes I watch the, the background people. It's funny. Yeah. There's another. I need to pay more attention to the people in the background. Instead, I look at inanimate objects and stuff hanging on the walls. I don't look at the people. You look at the people and what they're wearing. I look at the stuff hanging around. And you know, unless I'm too distracted by whatever's going on with the scene and the, the characters. There's another part where Joey, when Joey takes the little girl to sit down and there's an extra dressed up as a nurse. And I guess Katie Holmes is like too far close too too close to her because the extra she awkwardly walks by her and she makes a face as she's doing it like you couldn't have moved over <laughs> for me to get by it was so funny <laughs> so joey goes up to the little girl and she can't find her mom so she's like oh i'll help you find your mom little girl i was like this is his daughter obviously yeah the little girl starts yelling for her mom and we find out that the mom is looking for her now she's like yelling at like a nurse or something and the mom is named grace played by mercedes McNabb, who also played harmony on buffy Mm-hmm. an angel an angel and she was also in the adams family movies do you remember that she played like the girl scout and the girl like oh yes yeah i remember um the wednesday having a thing on the pier or dock with yes. uh with with um wednesday yeah no mm-hmm. you're right i do remember that they're young <laughs> yeah they're little kids she still looks the same like, I, I feel know. Like she, the just, same she just got taller and more filled out, but she still looks the exact same. Like her facial features have not changed at all. <laughs> I will say, Mercedes, I thought Mercedes McNabb was very convincing doing this small role that she had on this. I she thought, did. I felt like she, she's been acting her whole life, and just this bit part that she got on Dawson's Creek, I thought she did a, a really good job with it. It was very believable. So yeah. So Joey brings the little girl up to her and she like thanks her and 
she's like, can you sit with her for a minute? I'm really, I hate to ask you. And Joey's like, nobody says that to anybody ever these days. You don't touch my kid, you know, like (laughs) put that kid on a leash. That kid's not going anywhere. I don't know you. You're a stranger. (laughs) Like, no, don't touch my kid. No. She's like, absolutely. So she takes the little girl over and she starts talking to Joey about her dad. And she's like, he got hit by a car. So then Grace comes back and she introduces herself and she says, this is Sammy. And Joey goes, guys names for girls. It's cute. (laughs) And Grace goes, you sound just like her father. (laughs) And Joey's like, well, is he going to be okay? And she says, she doesn't know. They won't tell her anything. So then Joey gets up to leave and Grace starts the conversation with her. She's like, well, what brings you to this special place at this time of the night? And she's like, well, I was mugged. (laughs) And she says, oh my God, I'm sorry. Are you okay? She says, yeah, I'm just a little shook up, but it it pretty much sucked. And then Joey says, what about your husband? Or she's like, tell me about your husband. And Grace says, well, he's what you would call a loser. He wasn't always like that, though. We just got married way too young. She's like, she's like, I don't want to talk about him. So she's like, are you in school, Joey? Like, are you here for school or whatever? And she's like, yeah, I go to Worthington. She goes, that's good. Because I dropped out to follow him to the city. He was going to be the next Kurt Cobain and I was going to be his Courtney. She's like, the worst part is that this one loves him to death, meaning her daughter. Right. And Joey goes, little girls and their daddies. <laughs> little girls and their daddies. <laughs> okay. So Grace tells Joey that She's like, I just kicked the creep out. But Sammy wakes up crying every night, wanting her dad. I don't like that she talks about him like that in front of her daughter, though. It's kind of... No. It's gross. Yeah, I I agree that stuff should not be like that. She doesn't know all this stuff. Like, she'll know that when she's older. But, like, right now, like, even Joey says it later, like, that's her dad, you know? She, like, looks up to her dad. It doesn't matter what what he's doing, you know? Right, right, right. So Joey's like, well, is there a chance that it'll work out? And she goes, yeah, if you know a therapist who specializes in liars, thieves, and junkies. <laughs> so this like triggers Grace. You can tell she's like getting upset. And she asks Joey if the mugger got away. She goes, uh, not exactly. <laughs> she goes, he held me up at gunpoint and he emptied out my bank account. And then he took my jacket and he said goodbye. But as he was crossing the street, he got hit by a car. And Grace goes, wow, how's that for justice? And then Joey just stares at her like... Connect the dots. (laughs) Yeah, connect the dots. Connect the dots. And then Grace is like, "Um, where did this happen? And Joey says, downtown crossing. She goes, of course. And she goes, I think I owe you an apology, Joey. I think the scumbag who mugged you was probably my husband. And she goes, well, if it makes you feel any better, he was nice about it. Grace says, great. Maybe they can put that on his headstone. He was nice about it. And she goes, I think we're done here, Joey. So she's like, aren't you going to stick around to see if he's okay? Right. And she says, no, I don't care anymore. Whether he lives or dies, what difference does it make at this point? And Joey's like, for her sake, meaning Sammy. And she says, Sammy is better off without him. I thought that was disgusting. You were married to this man. Even though he's a low life, you don't want to go in and see how he's doing. Like, I don't care what he did. You you spent all this time with this person. You loved him at one point. Like, he's doing all this shit now that you don't agree with and you're not getting along. But, like, at least go see how he is. Like, he's he's 
potentially dying and do it for your daughter's sake. Like you have to have some kind of heart though. You know, I don't, I don't know. I, we don't know the whole history between these two as a couple. We don't know everything they've been through, even though they have a child together, but from somebody who has some experience with parents and one of them not being a good person and, and stuff like that. I, if he was that bad, I can understand her wanting to protect her child from him. But the problem is we're only seeing the surface. We only see the little conversation that we have between they, they've had together, uh, Joey and him. And right. we've only seen this small interaction that he's had uh, and know a little bit. We don't know the whole past history between those two as a couple. We don't know what they've been through together, what they haven't. So if there is a reason for her to say, you know what? I don't, don't care anymore. Like that was the last straw for me. He's a shit person and I don't want my child around him. To me, there's something else that we maybe don't know about. And that's that's for her to make that decision. So if this is the case and it's, you know what? Your daddy was sick and, you know, that's that's it. Like, first of all, if he's that sick and he's dying, she might not want her daughter to see him that way because that's how she's going to remember him. Yeah, And that can be traumatizing in and of itself for that child. So... While I don't agree that she should be bad mouthing him in front of their kid, I can understand her just being like, you know what, I'm taking my daughter. It's past her bedtime. It's time for her to go home. She's not going to be seeing him tonight. And if he dies, then at least she'll have better memories in her head. You know what I mean? So, like, even though she's like angry about it and they're better off without him, and I mean, he does end up dying in the end, anyways, at least she's not traumatized by seeing her father in the hospital bed. So, I'm like, but- I'm not really mad about it. But she's she took the energy to go to the hospital. I don't know. We don't know their history. You know what I mean? Maybe that was the final straw. And she's like, I'm done with this dude. Like, he's obviously not going to change his ways. And that's it. I don't know. I feel like I personally would have gone and see how he was. But I mean, we're different people. (laughs) No, everybody. No, everybody's different. You know, I feel like I would have a heart in that situation. Because even though even if we're not on good terms, like they even say they've been together since they were in 10th grade like that's a long history to be with somebody and like we find out later but that doesn't really mean anything though i mean yeah it's a lot of time but that doesn't mean that their relationship wasn't complete shit that doesn't mean that there was an abuse that was happening like we don't know we don't know their situation just because the only thing we know doesn't mean that there isn't the only thing we really know about them is that he's just a fucking loser who steals right. mugs and he's on drugs and she's the one left taking care of the daughter and yep. yeah we don't but know we don't anything. know anything else we don't know how he is when he's on those drugs is he abusive does he get angry does he throw things does he act completely out of character we don't know and maybe she's just about had it and that's that's fine and if he pulled through then that would have been something they would have had to work through probably later with court uh on as far as rights and stuff on seeing the kid and that's that's something that would have been different but at this point at that time at night i mean i would have just been like all right well here's my number i gotta take my kid home like i can't stand here all night it's not fair to the child either you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean gotta think about the kids i just think that it's crazy that she left and he died and she didn't she didn't get to say say anything to him that's all or yeah i think that's the only sucky part is not being able to make your peace you know what I mean? Yeah. Say say your peace, say your goodbyes, get that closure. And that might be something that might bother her later in life. Right. Or maybe she was just so fed up that she didn't care. I mean, we don't know. It's just such a weird situation. The whole thing, the whole episode is, is a weird situation. <laughs> so Joey tells Grace that she's like, I know this is none of my business, but I'm just going to say it. I was that little girl. 
She doesn't know her dad's a loser. She thinks he's pretty much the greatest thing in the entire world. If things don't go exactly his way tonight, don't you want to give her a chance to say goodbye? And Grace says, you're right about one thing, Joey. This is none of your business. <laughs> she leaves. What I mean, like, we don't we don't know their history. We don't know their situation. We don't know how fed up and what they've been through as a family together. And then she finally got the balls to be like, hey, I'm kicking you out. I'm done. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Everybody's got different limits to what they want to handle and put up with. And some of them have no limits at all. True. We don't know. So the doctor comes out and she's like, if you're looking for his wife, she left. And he's like, actually, no, he wants to see you. She's like, me? <laughs> why, does she, why does he want to see me? He brings her back and he's like, you know. Oh, no, he says he has a sucking chest wound. Do you know what that is? <laughs> she's like, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what that is either. I didn't even look it I've up. I've never heard of it. No. <laughs> Oh, wait, now I'm going to look it up. Hold on. The sucking chest wound. <laughs> a hole in the chest from a gunshot wound, stabbing, or other puncture wound that makes a new pathway for air to travel into the chest cavity. Well, damn. Are there images? Oh, <laughs> oh I want to see. Well, there's pictures of it. I don't want to look at these. That's disgusting. I do. I can watch, like, gross horror movies and stuff, but, like, I can't watch real stuff. It, it makes me skeeve. Oh, wow. That's crazy looking. I can't look at it. We are so set. We are completely different people. <laughs> but I'll watch like a really gross horror movie where they're like cutting arms off and stuff. <laughs> so he brings Joey in the sim and he's like, you know, you don't have to do this. She's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so she sits down and then he wakes up and he's like, how do I look? And she goes, pretty bad. Hideous, actually. And they're having like a back and forth. Like they're just like talking and. They're like being sarcastic with one another. Joey's like, what do you want? Like, why do you, why do you want to talk to me? And right, he's, why not your family? Yeah. Like, and he says, uh, I want to tell you why. And she's like, why, what, why with all the good things in life, why your father would choose the bad. So he says that Grace let him walk Sammy to school one day. And <laughs> Grace sounds like a fucking idiot to me, to be honest with you. She gave him $500 to pay for her daycare. But instead of paying it, he spent it on dope. I was like, well, Grace, you're a fucking dummy. Like, why would you give him any money? Like, Right, especially for addicts. Exactly. Like, she's like, that's a heartwarming story. What's your point? And he says, the point is, I love my wife. I love my daughter, but I am who I am. Nothing's going to change that. But there is no why when people do things they do. They just do. And Joey says, that's crap. (laughs) If you really love your daughter, you wouldn't do the things that you do. And he says, no, you're wrong. I do love my daughter. I love her very much. It's just easier being stoned. It's not like I can overcome every tragic flaw I have. It's just not possible. And Joey says, so she comes to you in 15 years and asks you why you couldn't get over yourself for her. And what do you say? And he says, grow up, get on with your life. Don't blame me. (laughs) And she says, I really admire your tough guy bravado. You know, it just doesn't track. You obviously cared enough to try and get that money back. And now it looks like you're going to die alone. How does that feel? And he goes, big deal. Everybody dies alone. And she says, good answer. I'll let you get to it. Have a nice afterlife. Now it makes sense why the $500 was in the coat pocket he was going to give his wife. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. It was payback. And it was so convenient that she had a little over $500 in that savings account. I know, perfect. You lit up like, oh, you are just what I needed. You're going to save my whole relationship. I got a coat and I got the money back. 
<laughs> and I got your debit card <laughs> and your cell phone. And the coat would not have fit her. No, but like, what's he going to do with that damn cell phone? You know what I mean? Like, honey, I'm home. Where'd you get this phone? Oh, uh, I bought it. It's my burner phone. Oh, who's no, Dawson? No, they're crazy. <laughs> no, they're they're in the type of relationship where he just brings shit home and she doesn't even question any, anymore. She's just like, apparently, well, that's what he has now. I don't know how he got it. Yeah. So she gets up to leave, and then he says, "Do you think she'll ever forgive me?" And she says, "Who your daughter?" And he starts to cry a little bit, and then she sit she sits back down, and she says, "My tenth birthday, my father takes me to the park." And if you knew Mike Potter, that was a pretty big deal. He never really had time for stuff like that. But he took me, and we played for hours. And I was so happy. He was so popular with the people there. And everyone seemed to know him. I was so proud yeah, wonder of my daughter. <laughs> I know. I was like, Joey, come <laughs> I on. I wonder why they all knew him. Small little, town, man. Little Joey Potter is like, everybody knows daddy. <laughs> He's so popular. <laughs> I know. She goes, <laughs> She was like, it was like he was the mayor or something. Later, I realized he was dealing drugs to everyone. And he goes, heartwarming story. What's your point? (laughs) And she says, my dad did a lot of crappy stuff. He cheated on my mom with a cocktail waitress while she was dying of cancer. He let me and my sister down time and time again. It became funny. But you know what? A day at the park still goes down in the books as my favorite, my favorite day ever. And he says, yeah. And he starts laughing. And then he he just flatlines. He dies. He dies. And she's just like staring at him. But all you hear trauma, so much trauma in this friggin' episode. You know, all you hear is. How many times is Joey gonna watch somebody die? Wait, who else did she watch die? Well, her mom died. I don't know if she actually watched that or not. No, I don't know that. But and then we've almost seen. um... Oh God. What's her face? Andy. Have an OD. Andy OD'd. And right. then... Well, she didn't almost die. She just... I don't think she, she almost OD'd, died. dude. She OD'd. They had to rush her to the hospital. Oh, right. She was in there for a while. And, and then, then Abby, Abby died. But... And then Abby Morgan. So they had to deal with that funeral. Granted, she wasn't there for that. So that's Jen's trauma. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on in She's just... this damn show. Joey's just used to it. You're like, uh, she's she's turning numb. Yeah, she is. <laughs> she's so numb. She's like, I don't even care if my roommate dates my ex-boyfriend. <laughs> even though I was completely in love with him and we spent a wonderful summer together Ugh. on our sailboat together alone, yet didn't lose my virginity until later, which is really weird. We spent three months together on a I know. boat. And didn't get curious about each other's bodies until after they were on shore. Come on, man, make it I mean, make sense. Unless she like she had to be like blowing him constantly, like for real, uh, and like he had to be like going down on her all the time. Like it, they had to, or like doing something to her. There's no fucking way. No, in- not with the, not. They're hormonal teenagers. There's no way yeah. and no supervision. Nobody is that good. There are nobody is that they. Good. They waited to go on a school trip with their other classmates to have sex. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and it would have been hot to do it in the boat. Like, he's got his own boat, you know? 
Dude, they could have done whatever they wanted. They could have been as loud as they wanted. Like, <laughs> and they could have been in the middle of the ocean, right? And like gone skinny dipping and like had sex outside on the boat, like and out in the sun. Yeah, right. This, this is turning me on. <laughs> 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 I think I really just need to get laid. <laughs> so, anyway, Stephen, back to what we were doing. Uh, I forget where we were even at. Um. Well, he just died. Oh, right, right, right. So he died. So uh, Joey sees Grace. She's back at the hospital. And she looks at Joey and Joey just goes, no. So she didn't leave. She was just pissed off and needed to blow some steam. No, I mean, how long do you think she was there? Like, they were, Joey and the guy were talking for like a while, though. You think? Time is very strange in this this world here because it never makes any sense. Well, maybe she went to like the cafeteria or something right does she have her daughter with her still yeah Yeah. so they didn't she didn't leave the hospital she probably just needed to blow off some steam so she just took a walk outside to cool off she went to smoke (laughs) maybe we don't know so grace is upset now and little sammy asked joey if her daddy did something bad to you she goes did my daddy do something bad to you tonight and joey says no your dad pushed me out of the way of a car that almost hit me he saved my life. <laughs> and she turns around and she says, did you hear that, mommy? Daddy's a hero. Oh, <laughs> and then Grace hugs her daughter and she mouths to Joey. She goes, thank you. <laughs> so, oh, this is the best part. So Grace and her daughter are like hugging each other. And Joey has a moment of like, like she really wants to be like a hero now. So she takes the $500 and she puts it in Grace's purse to pay for the daycare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, Joey, look, I think you did plenty. You don't need to give her $500. You don't even know when this happened. And that could have already been paid. You know what I mean? You don't like, even know if this dude was telling the truth when he said, this is what I did. <laughs> like, you don't even know. <laughs> it's true. I, I, She just gave her entire life savings away <laughs> to some stranger's wife. Who literally said mugged you're right. gunpoint who said you're right it's none of your business <laughs> yeah like i don't know dude what is this survivor's I'm... guilt like uh oh no that was that's what i was gonna say to you you know survivor's guilt had... <laughs> she had survivor's guilt she had no she had um stockholm syndrome where she was like uh like falling not falling for her captor but she was like kind of bonding with them you know what i mean they were bonding yeah like i said this whole thing the whole time they were having these conversations they were humanizing each other you know what i mean so like it's just (laughs) yeah i i don't know dude she has survivor's guilt survivor's guilt she's like i feel bad because i'm alive and he's not so here's my money but she was but she wasn't the one who like did anything wrong no no i know i mean neither did the 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 wife or the child i just (laughs) dude i don't know but i'm sure the wife is fine she's been handling it this entire time on her own anyways it it makes me mad though because you know grace is just going to take that money and like oh yeah well i mean what else is she gonna do she doesn't know joey's name how's she gonna find her and be like oh you gave me money but i need to give it back to you because well, no, you she i'm sure she would get the information from the police report <laughs> maybe 
when they yeah, show I didn't up. think about that. Listen, I've never had to actually file a police report, so I don't know what is and isn't like standard. They, like, who has access to those things? You know what I mean? Well, she would. I, I don't know. When they show up in court during the hit and run case. <laughs> trial <laughs> right like this is the wit now oh, true true they could wait until that this is the witness and Go this on. is the wife whose husband died you know what i mean right. they'll see each other again as long as the police do their job exactly <laughs> so they're connected forever they're connected. They're or connected. at least until the case at is least, over <laughs> at least until yeah all right at least until the case is done <laughs> so yeah so she gives her the money and then joey's walking through the hospital and we hear that song that played through the whole episode alone again dun, 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 dun. wait yeah, I, gotta- I don't know the song i don't even know it <laughs> our listeners help us it's driving us crazy we spent 20 minutes trying to find this <laughs> are you googling the lyrics as it comes up yeah that's not coming up. Ugh. I'm telling you, they probably just had, hey, you have a nice voice. I'm going to write some words down. I need you to sing it for this episode. It's probably not even a real song. Yeah, we're going to have to table this one. <laughs> we're on the table this one, yeah. I think we need we'll, to table we'll, that. We'll find out. I I have no idea. Candle burns are both ends. <laughs> uh, next episode is episode 16, In a Lonely Place. And I have no idea what it's about so me either i don't know what that's about so i guess we'll find out when we watch it next week yeah all right jamie uh final thoughts on downtown crossing yeah weird episode i'm pretty sure that's not how a mugging would ever go down um yeah i mean i pretty much said everything that i've got to say on this episode so i'm curious about the next one though see how all of the aftermath is with joey's new traumas <laughs> I I don't have much else to say either. I think we both said pretty much everything. It was a very odd episode, very obviously Joey focused, and mm. I feel like it was kind of just like self serving for Katie Holmes. <laughs> uh, Whatever, just put it on Katie. They were probably like, Katie Holmes is so important to the show right now. We have to give her a standalone episode, and they did. I don't know. It was kind of silly at times. I appreciated the fact that, you know, she was like letting the mugger know that she didn't come from money. They both like her father mirrored him and she grew up the way his daughter is going to grow up now. Right. But anyway, it was an odd episode. But yeah, I'm excited to see next week to see how they sort of like talk about it. Um, But before we go, I'm going to read one of our Apple podcasts. Comment. Yay! A new review. Uh, all right, so this is from Sheldon 2018, and it says, Fun and kind and nostalgic. Definitely a vibe. Both fun to listen to and relive the episodes. It's like hanging out with friends. Steven makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was nice. Thank you, Sheldon 2018. That was like our last one from like 7-5. We have to get more people to leave us reviews on Apple Podcasts. Come on, guys. And we know you're listening. Write those reviews. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to leave us a five-star rating or review, you can go to Apple Podcasts and do that. It's totally free. And you can give us a five-star rating on Spotify. It really helps us out if you do that. We would greatly appreciate it. But, Jamie, I think we can call it a night. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram at jlynn underscore book lover. Beautiful. Oh, thanks. And if you want to 
follow us, you can find us on Instagram and on threads at Creek Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Creek Talk Pod. We also have a Facebook group that you can come and join and engage with us over there. And if you want to support us monetarily, you can join our Patreon and subscribe at our $5 tier. You'll get early access to our weekly episodes. And we are currently doing our monthly recaps of Kevin Williamson's 2002 suspense series, Glory Days. And it's been really fun recapping those episodes. It's been better than Young Americans, I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, true. The picture is much better. I literally just put out episode three because we did a double recap this month. Yes. Um, And it's it's really funny. Like I was listening to it and I was cracking up at the stuff that we we are hilarious but um go over to any of our link trees and any of our bios and you'll find everything over there so yeah but for now we appreciate you listening make sure you are safe if you're walking alone on a deserted street in the middle of the night in the city always have i got an idea just don't walk alone at midnight or just stay inside be safe guys don't be stupid Um, We hope everybody has a great weekend and we'll see you next week with an all new episode of Creek Talk Podcast. Bye. Bye. (laughs) A whole new world. That's what it made me think of. I don't know the words to this song, this song that we can't find, this mystery song. Alone again. Candle. That's it. (laughs) Those words. Those are the words. Talking about Dawson's Creek.